the sports dance. Hey everyone, and welcome to the sports dance. My name is Greg, and with me, as always, making me delicious birthday dinner, cuz yeah, that's right. We're recording this on my birthday. It's Paul, everybody. Hey, everyone. Hey, Greg. Happy birthday. Oh, thank you. It sounded very sincere. It's your birthday. It's your birthday. <laughs> Paul's going to be making me delicious ribs. And once again, we are again in person. I have not been staying here this past week, I promise you. Only half the week. Well, it's good to have you here, and it's always good to do the show from the Southern Studio. It makes it a lot easier, doesn't it? It does. Should we just start talking sports? I think this is going to be a short episode. I'm jump not going to it. We're not going to do long. It's my birthday. I don't want to do this that long. All right. Sounds like a plan. You stay with us for 30 minutes. We're all set and sound. 30 minutes turns into 40 minutes. I know. It's an issue for us, but we're going to try to keep it. Very set. 30 minutes. So let's get right into it. NBA playoffs, Paul. They've picked up. We're now in the semifinal rounds. We have eight teams left. If you didn't know, that's what semifinals meant for the NBA. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, that's right. Right. Yeah. Thanks, Sherlock. So we have some good matchups, some not so good matchups. The first one we're going to start with is the Bucks versus the Heat. Number one seed, Bucks are on the verge of being swept. By the time this comes out, they may already be eliminated. Hey, if I'm Jimmy Butler, I'm a happy guy. I made the right move going to the Heat. Yeah, seriously. Jimmy Butler's looked phenomenal. The Heat have looked phenomenal. Jimmy Butler, as everybody knows, could have stayed with the Sixers last year. Stayed with Joel Embiid. And, well, where that would have that gotten him? Out of the playoffs already. They lost to the Celtics. So I think that's a good move, good game, good series. and Not a good series if you're the Bucks. Well, that's true. I mean, you have Giannis Antetokounmpo. <laughs> I, if you didn't see it online the other day, the whole internet Twitter sphere blew up because Richard Jefferson came out saying Giannis is more of a Scottie Pippen. He needs a Michael Jordan. To which Jay Williams, who does ESPN Radio and all those different shows, said, hey, LeBron was a Pippen. He needed Dwayne Wade to be his Jordan. You know who didn't like that, Paul? I believe um, Mr. James did not like that he did one not like, bit. <laughs> he did not like it at all. And he, he let came it be out, known. He did. Usually LeBron James, I feel like, is pretty reserved. He doesn't usually come out at analysts for any type of thing. I think the bubble life got to him a little bit because he basically came out saying, what the F do I have to do with any of this? I'm my own person. I do king shit. And he does. He does. I mean, he's won three NBA championships. He's the main reason those championships happened. You know over time... You've won me over with LeBron James. I mean, it's... He is skilled. It's really hard to look at a guy that's top 10 in points, assists, and rebounds where nobody else does what he does, physical specimen, and you can't look at him and go, eh, you know what? I don't know if he's a top 10 player. He's that... He's that Top 5, top 3, top 2, top 1. He's that winner that people like to jab at. Oh, yeah. Everybody, every time, especially in the age of social media, people have said it for years. They think if Michael Jordan had to play now... He would be a hold. People would look at him completely different. He would not have the same type of aura around him. He would to an extent, but their fear is after that one retirement that he had due to the fact of like media presence and everything, dealing with social media would have been even harder. Yeah, I believe that a lot of those folks would have been, you know, they saw them on the, on the, on the court and, and their performance on the court and what they did for the game. Um, these other guys are under scrutiny when they go and get an ice cream at DQ. They yeah. just, they have no privacy. They No, they have none at all. And LeBron James, I think, kind of had it. This one, I think the whole comparison to a Scottie Pippen who was very clearly the second guy on a championship team, LeBron was like, I'm not the second guy. Like, nobody, I think, thought of me as the second one. <laughs> 
So it was right. just funny to see. Speaking of LeBron, the Lakers, they lost that first game to the Rockets. They got to step it up. He and AD have to step it up in the in the fourth, and they just got to pour it on and, and stay consistent. They do. I mean, fourth quarter, both of them kind of disappeared. Westbrook and Harden took it over for the Rockets, especially Harden had a great game. And LeBron came out afterwards and said, okay, we've seen the speed they have. We have to adjust. We kind of they had six days off. That's a long time right now, especially in the bubble life. It's a whole different way of being off. Right. You, I don't know. You don't relax the same. You don't do your same routine that you're used to when you were at home, things like that. You see some of the guys' families are in the bubble coming to the games, and it's kind of funny because you see – little ones yeah. at the game and you know they're all distanced apart watching but that's got to I don't know if it adds something or takes something away and it's but hey at least that family's there yeah, I don't know how right. they're doing it at least the family's there but yeah Lakers have to adjust for that speed they're again another number one seed they've lost now the first game in both their first two opening series do they come back and do what they did against the Trailblazers probably not I feel like the Rockets have clearly more talent Damian Lillard as we know got hurt in that first round makes a huge difference both stars for the Rockets are healthy but it's kind of a weird matchup because it's kind of a David versus Goliath of size Rockets play small ball their biggest guy on the court at all times usually is 6'6 six, 6'7 six, six, whereas <laughs> <That's> small <laughs> the Lakers have three seven footers unbelievable so when you think about that comparatively that's a huge difference when your center versus the other team's center has a five inch difference minimum that is crazy so It'll be interesting to see, as people said, this could change how teams play in general. If the small ball shows it works and can win a championship, big guys are in trouble. They may not be as needed as they once were. That's why so many now try to do three-point range shots. It's all about the three-pointers. It really is. Boy, you see these teams missing. They can't throw it in the ocean. No, Jalen Brown the other night for the Celtics missed nine straight three-point shots. Credit to him. He kept firing away. You know, speaking of seven-footers, you, you you can't overlook the worst play I've seen all season. <laughs> I was wondering how long it would take you to get to this. You know, I, I can't imagine you don't practice defensively against inbounding every single practice. And how do you screw it up with a half a second left? You don't cover the guy in, in three-point range in the corner, and you just let him go. You have the seven-foot-seven guy, I don't know what Taco he was fall, doing. Taco Fall, there. like a flagpole, doing, I don't know what he's doing, but how he's not flailing like a the, maniac. How does the inbounder see over him if he's just standing there? I, I don't get it. I get it. He's he's narrow, but he's seven seven. His arm span has got to be eight feet. By the, the way, enormous. The inbounder for that was Kyle Lowry, who is like six one. And 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 six one's no slouch. You have a foot seven, and five seven. inches on him. I don't know. I just don't get it. And it was like you've got to be kidding. I mean, you watch them get that last point to go ahead, and then then you lose it. In a half a second. Well, you see how much that play makes a huge difference in the series. This series went from being a 3-0 potential sweep to now it's 2-2. And we're on the catch-up. We're on the, and we're on now, the down. Yeah, now you Celtics are on the downward, yep. and Raptors are getting hot. Kyle Lowry's finding a shot. Van Vliet. I mean, Siakam's now looking good. That half a second completely changed the series. Your whole plan is to put a seven foot seven guy in front of the inbounder and leave a guy wide open well not only that the fact that he would they had to go the pass fully across court you have to catch that before you can even release it the catch and release in a half second was in like nuts that he got it off in time amazing because it has to be off your fingertips before 
the clock goes out or else it doesn't count. Now he the, got that off in .3 seconds it showed. The corner clock and the over-the-basket clock were a tenth of a second off. But either way, he had it .4 on the corner clock from .5 to .4, and it's out of his hands. Yeah. Ugh, it never was ridiculous. It was, I mean, it was an incredible shot. we got to give him credit. We're credit too. But, again, like you said, completely changed that series. The mental mistake, Jalen Brown was like, we, that was a disgrace. We can't do that. Then that, to, that it, is, it showed in the next game. That, that it's just everyday practice. I think that mental break kind of showed that next game. Yeah, they uh, Celtics they were d- didn't making perform. turnovers. They it, they weren't playing good. Kemba Walker came out. He only attempted nine field goals. He's one of your scorers when he's only taking nine shots in the game. That's not good. That was a tough one. It was. And then the last series tied one one right now. The Nuggets and the Clippers. Nuggets looked. Like they had played a seven-game series that went down to the very end in that game one. Game two, they came out and they won. So the Clippers had a letdown game, um, and Kawhi wasn't the superstar that he is. So what do you do? You've got to have that yeah. performance every game. Especially out of him. They have two stars. They have Paul George. They have Kawhi. They have a bunch of great other pieces. They have the sixth man of the year, both in Montrell Harrell, I think it is, who just won the sixth man of the year, and Lou Williams was the sixth man of the year last year, was also in contention this year. You have two guys that on most other teams probably can start if they wanted to. You have that. You have two top players in the league. You have a decent crew around that whole squad. To have a letdown game like you did in game two against the Nuggets, who, by the way, I have to apologize to Nuggets and the Nugget fans. I said they were the worst number three seed ever. They came back and they proved me wrong from a 3-1 hole. So I guess, uh, sorry. Well... (laughs) Clippers got to step up. They do. Clippers got to step up. That's, I mean, there's really no other way about it. Kawhi Leonard has to play like he did all of last playoffs. The Raptors have shown they don't need Kawhi at the moment. The Clippers show they do need Kawhi at the moment. So we'll see how it goes from there. But besides that, Paul, we're going to get into the t- sports topic we clearly know the most about next. Oh, absolutely. 100%. Stanley Cup playoff hockey. You know, I, I generally watch playoffs. And I thought I was going to be watching it to the end based on the performance of the Bruins through the Carolina, f- yeah. first half of the season pre-COVID. And then, oof, good Lord. Yeah. Well, Bad now news. we got our final four teams. We had the Islanders go seven games against the Flyers after almost blowing a 3-1 series lead as well. But they face off against, as you know, the Lightning, who demolished the Boston Bruins. Like, it wasn't even, like, it close. Was bad. It, was, it was bad. Well, you know what? That last game... Clearly, they won double the, overtime. Yeah, yeah, the double overtime. But they just really wanted the that performance in. in the previous games. There was no goaltending. They really and just wanted that heartbreak knife twist in to finish them. Off. Right. Yeah. Let's <laughs> like, draw this thing out. Let's 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 really make the pain. And then you have the Dallas Stars and the Vegas Golden Knights. We clearly know a lot about these. So based on all the information we already know, we don't need to explain to the people how much we know. No, I go with the stars. No, we don't. <laughs> I was going to even ask you for <laughs> I'm I'm going with the stars. Oh, I'm, I'm glad to know. I was going to say, we don't even need to explain how much we know because we just know that much that everybody should know how much we know about hockey. And, and that when I guess, I have a dartboard here. And, and when you don't, stars, I was going to say, when I don't even ask you yet and you just blurt out stars. Oh, that's, I, the stars are where it's at. Um, but I do have a feeling on the Islanders, and I think... Um, yeah, seven games, and the Lightning beat the Bruins, but I think the Bruins beat themselves. I still think the Islanders win, and I think the Islanders win overall. All right, well, that, I mean, good analysis. I, I, you know, I, I, I just, you know, I, I just think it's a long, tried, true team, and, and I don't know. 
I mean, I, I understand. The Lightning, I think, still one of those top teams that they should be there. They should make it to the Stanley Cup Finals. But I think I'm going to roll with you. I'm going to go with the Islanders. I think they showed they have the grit. Obviously, after seven games, they almost blew it. They made sure they didn't. They have a talented squad. Up to a year or two ago, people thought the Islanders, I think a year or two ago, were one of the Stanley Cup favorites to at least get there. So maybe it was just a year or two ahead of time. Well, when you hit, when you face adversity and you're down and you come back and you grind it and you win, they got their wake-up call and performed. Other teams yeah. get a wake-up call and fall back to sleep. And it, it's... I, I think they'll. I think they go the whole way. All right. Well, I'll go with you. I'll go with the Islanders making the Stanley Cup Finals. But I'm going to go with the Vegas Golden Knights because not only did they make it to the Stanley Cup Finals, their initial, I believe it was. I think they made the Stanley Cup Final their first year, and now they're back there two years later. Clearly, something special about the squad. They know what it takes to get there and win in the round robin. They show that they deserve to be that number one seed. It's paying off for them right now with getting through up to this point. Dallas is clearly good enough to get here i don't think they're good enough to beat vegas so i'm gonna go with islanders vegas as my stanley cup final which one thing i will say to hockey you just never know you don't know what the stanley cup final is gonna be you don't everybody was fearful of the bruins and it is fell through the nothing like football where you're like okay it's probably gonna be either the chiefs or the patriots the past few years and on the other side in the north you were like actually the north was always the not the North, the <laughs> NFC, not the North. The NFC was always kind of a toss-up. You kind of were like, all right, it's one of these four teams. We're just not sure which of those four. Where the AFC were like, it's these one of they these two. They have two good ones, and they have four good ones, and that's what it's going to be. Yeah, they're like, it's kind of going to be one of these. Like, maybe the Saints, maybe the 49ers last year because they got really hot. Everybody, everybody in Dallas always thinks it's going to be the Cowboys, and it's just not. It's just not going to be the Cowboys ever. <laughs> I think they should come to that conclusion. We all know how much we yeah. love. I mean, the, the Cowboys, Cowboys such a talented squad that just never seemed. They always have the best offensive line. Apparently, one of the best quarterbacks. Well, and they do defenses. drive up with that, you know, the barred windowed bus every time they play a game. <laughs> just saying. I have to take off the shackles. <laughs> all right, guys. Remember, game is done by four. We're back on the bus by four thirty. Nobody take off the ankle bracelet. <laughs> Why is that one running away from the field? <laughs> oh, that's a shame. We liked him. Um, but, yeah. So, it's, I mean, even baseball, you kind of know Dodgers are going to be there towards the end lately. Astros are going to be one of the teams there at the end. You kind of already have the set teams that you know probably will be in those championship series. Hockey, it's like a crapshoot. You're like, wait, who made it? Really? Oh, they have a team? <laughs> they made. Wait, they were in the playoffs? Yeah, as you said, Dallas and the Stars. The There's Dallas a team Stars, in Dallas. Huh? I guess I haven't watched. I, I think I watched hockey when they had 16 teams. That was the ice day cold. I don't get it. <laughs> oh, they play inside. That's right. Oh, yeah. They oh, don't, outdoor we, hockey. We know hockey. In Vegas. We know hockey. 14 degrees. <laughs> oh, we know hockey so well. We bet on it. And when we bet on it, Paul, we go to my bookie. Because I got to tell you guys. My bookie is the place to go. Sports are back, and if you want to get in the action, my bookie, you just got to get it. They go and match your deposit up to $1,000 when you use promo code 12OUNCESPORTS when you sign up. That's 12OUNCESPORTS when signing up on my bookie. You don't want to miss your chance to cash that ticket during the NHL and NBA playoffs with help from friends at 12OUNCESPORTS. Use promo code 12OUNCESPORTS when signing up on my bookie to get your deposit matched up to $1,000. And again, I told you, I played those penny bets, and pff, I, I have, how, like, 25 cents now. I wonder how much money um, was bet on the Kentucky Derby. Oh, well, let's talk about that for a second. Because I can actually tell you 
exactly how much. I actually don't know if I have the exact figure, but I do know they were wondering if betting on it was going to be anything different than it has been in the past. And Churchill Downs cited no fans, fewer horses for Kentucky Derby, betting decline. So betting on the 146 Kentucky Derby was down sharply over the weekend. It dropped 52% from last year's record amount wagered. So they are probably taking the in-person bets, and of course when nobody's in person, it eliminates yeah, it. I it always does. thought those were just social people to be seen, mm-hmm. but clearly they were betting also. Well, yeah, I mean, you have a few thousand people there. If everybody puts down $20, $50, $100 bets, which you know there's more than that on some, oh, yeah. some of them. I think then, some of those people are driving in in a mile box, and oh, yeah. they're, they're betting a lot more than 20 and 30 bucks. $80 million is a bet this year compared Ooh. to 165 last year. So a big, big difference for betting when Absolutely. you're not in person. I think it's the atmosphere. I think people Change know. season. Also, yeah, I don't know how many people actually knew the Kentucky Derby was yesterday. Well, um, we did. We had to set an alarm. We did. We had to, <laughs> we had to set an alarm because we were like, oh, we don't we know if going to happen. 703, 705? 701 post 701, time. Yeah. And right when those horses are in, they go. And boy, they do. And, and Authentic went, and he won, and took out Tis of the Law for his triple crown chances. Yep. I guess, uh, I guess Tis of the Law might be put out to stud. <laughs> yeah, I mean, two out of three races, and plus, Kentucky, then you got authentic. I guess every time you know he gets caught to breed, you can at least go. I can tell you, this is authentic. This is authentic. <laughs> You're gonna know it's authentic. You're gonna know it's authentic at the end of this. <laughs> Boy, <laughs> I've always found that fascinating. Like that, they're like, this horse ran fast. Here's a thousand dollars. Please breed with my female. <laughs> I bet that's more than. A, I wonder how much breeding oh, fees are. Do you want me to quickly? I think you them? should because uh, I don't know. I'm afraid to Google this. Well, yeah. Well, do <laughs> do uh, horse breeding fees. Horse breeding fees. Derby winner. Okay. Check that, that way out you won't get crazy stuff on your phone. <laughs> so I'm we're cu- watching. I'm and, curious to know. And there's the fan. You know, all the owners are distanced in in the stands, and and they have it's the law owner. And the horse runs by them, and then it shows <laughs> the guy that so wins jumping up and down. <laughs> they were so sad when that happened. They what a were, clip. It was like, oh man, what a clip to get! It really is. All right, let's see if I can find this because you know, great podcasting. This would be crazy. In a, in other words, a horse like American Pharaoh could earn his owners tens of millions of dollars in a few months. He isn't even the highest paid stallion. That honor goes to Tabit, a white stallion with a so-so race record. But a prodigious breeding history. He commands three hundred thousand per a cover. Woo. Paul, I think we need to buy a horse. <laughs> right? I don't think we can afford that kind of horse. Let we don't need to. It has a so-so race record. Well, that so-so horse probably they're probably <laughs> three or four million into that horse. That's fine. I bet it's more than that too. Probably. Could you imagine three? Please, three hundred thousand dollars. Please, you said a thousand. I said a thousand. I thought that, <laughs> that was, was pretty a good. Guess. I thought that was pretty good. Three hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. To cover breeding with female horse. I don't know. Maybe that's like for the whole farm. Well, I think maybe they just have it like a rotation of like here's in the next twenty. <laughs> so these these um, triple crown runners, if they indeed run all three. They have one season, right? They have one shot. Yeah, much. usually it's about one shot. Most of them, I don't think. I don't think you ever have one that's repeating. So I think that's. Uh, I think they where they make their money. They want to win that to make their money after the fact. Imagine like it was like school was like that. You get one year in elementary, one in middle school, one in high school, and it decides your life. <laughs> Oof. Hey, 
I guess if you come we would in last still be place trying. in the Derby. Uh, I don't know. Well, we've seen some of the ones that come in last place because they fall and get hurt. Ugh. So this year, good news, right? No mud, no fall downs. Yeah, last no year was kind legs. of tragic. Come out with a bulldozer to take the horse off and he gets caught on camera <laughs> in the day of social media. Not a good idea. No. Hey, well, what's that bulldozer this doing year also, that horse? No controversy at the end of the last year. Lots of controversy. So that this year, if there were, we joked that the crowd would have gone nuts over the whole situation. Yes, all both of them. <laughs> They did have a, I forget who the owner or the trainer is for the horse that won, though. He did tie a record. Most horses that have won the Kentucky Derby. No kidding. Yep. That's pretty cool. I forget what the guy's name and is. They don't they, get, they, that white-haired guy. Yeah, they make some money, and, but not a lot, right? Trainers? Yeah. High no, trainer. not the, the trainer. The trainer does. Yeah. How about the jockey? Jockey makes a good pay. Yeah? Okay. I think they make a few, uh, I would say at least mid-figure, like double figures. All right. So you got it. You got it. You just put sit on a horse and beat it with a stick. Yeah, you put it and follow the yellow brick road. Right, right. <laughs> I always said like in, when when you go to like the dog races and stuff, I think it's how bad they want that rabbit that runs around the track. Yeah, there's nothing to do. I guess yeah. yes, they're in good shape. I I, I shouldn't downplay that, but because <laughs> they do get three hundred thousand dollars per pop, if you will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> oh. Speaking of getting popped, football players get popped yes. quite a bit on the football field. Yeah, they do. We had college football return. No, no, no big teams. That comes back next week, so you know that's kind of exciting. We'll see how that goes. Yeah, if it if it happens, the Some big of these ten colleges is, are going yeah, down quick. The Big Ten is trying to figure out if they're gonna have a season. They're like apparently like nine out of like the ten or ten out of however many people there are that are involved in this decision. There's only one apparently that's kind of against the whole thing, and it's the Michigan uh, president who is also some sort of medical expert. So they're like, he's his mind's gonna be the hardest to change. He's even threatened that if the rest want to go through with it, he'll just pull Michigan from it, and which means no Michigan Ohio State game, which is their big moneymaker. Sure, and I think that when you look at these colleges back on campus, and you know some are still just starting, they're expelling and sending people home and quarantining dorms, and this could get very interesting very quickly. But we're not going to talk about college football. We're just going to talk about regular football. It's the last thing we will touch on because the NFL will be officially back on Thursday. We have Chief Texans going at it, and then we're going to cover two other games, Paul, and those two games are going to be our favorite teams because why not start the season off with this gloating about our teams? My team is apparently a bunch of injuries, but we'll talk about that in a second. We'll start with the Thursday night game. The Chiefs come out as reigning Super Bowl champions. They just got their rings last week. And a very kind of sad, like, ring ceremony. They're all at separate tables looking at their rings with their masks on because they have to social distance. It's a very odd times we're in. It is. It but. is. Um, but, hey, it's a, it's a Super Bowl ring and, and well-deserved. Yeah. But, so, Texans, Chiefs, as you know, Deshaun Watson for the Texans. Quarterback just got a major extension, four years, $160 million. Good for him. You have him and Patrick Mahomes, both from the same draft class, year both already top quarterbacks in the nfl as you know pat holmes super bowl winner mvp chiefs clearly going to be the favorite they're nine and a half point favorites going into this game paul i don't see how they can lose do you think they at least though cover this spread? they got to win by 10 yes you think they win by 10 against the texans i think they win handily by 10 oh okay well i mean i'm not going to doubt you they were i just went, think mahomes is a machine he is he they went down last year to the Texans early on in that game. I think it was like, what, 21 nothing to start that yep. game? And then they stormed back. Talk about inspired to do one, well. like 49 to like 28. <laughs> so Excellent. I have no doubt that Andy Reid will just take similar things from that and reuse it again this time around. 
The Texans didn't get any better. They got worse, as everybody knows the joke is. If you make a bad trade, you just pulled a Bill O'Brien because he traded DeAndre Hopkins to the Cardinals for David Johnson, who's a banged-up running back. And the sad thing is, when you think about it, he could have kept DeAndre Hopkins and claimed Leonard Fournette from the Jaguars when he was released and would have had a top running back in the league to now go with that offense. So not great for him. Not a good move. Not good giving up your one of top three receivers in the league and not get that return back for a top 20 running back if he's healthy at this point because who knows what David Johnson is. So, yeah, I go with you. Chiefs cover that 9.5-point spread. We're going to move on to your Patriots. They just named Cam Newton their starter. They dropped Muhammad Sanu and released him. Half your defense has sat out this season. How do you feel about your team? (laughs) So if we have to win by a field goal, that's not too good. I believe it is their six-and-a-half-point favorites. I do believe they will win. Um, I think, is the spread 13? No, six-and-a-half. Six-and-a-half? I'll double-check. Anyway, I do believe they'll win. Um, Miami's no great shakes either. Six-and-a-half. However... There's probably more Patriots on the Miami team. Yeah, former Patriots. Kyle than, Van Noy, yep. the head coach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Flowers is the head coach. So, oh no, not Flowers. Flores, Brian Flores, yep. not Flowers. So I think I, I still think they beat him. Um, I think they'll be. But do they win by a touchdown? Well, they have to win by a touchdown because they have nobody to kick the ball through the uprights. That's right. They kept both their kickers. And as you know, former kicker Stephen Goskowski got signed by the Titans. So it's uh, going to be interesting, but. Good Lord, if they lose against the Dolphins. Dolphins are not a bad team anymore. No, but I just, it's, and, and by the way, they come in and every once in a while kick the Patriots right around the um, stadium. By the way, and if they lose to the Dolphins, <laughs> Massachusetts is going to start screaming the sky is falling immediately week one because they're going to be like, oh my God, <laughs> things are going to get bad. And people are going to be like, Rem- hey, everybody else will be like, hey, remember how you guys like were really, really good for like 20 something years? No, yeah, you you're can really, like, really bad. You can as a war, I'm going to use a word you don't like, but you can you can shut up. You can be bad for a game. It's okay. Bad for a game. I I think uh, Cam's got to get his groove on. Um, I I hope every fan is out there rooting for him. Um, <laughs> Jesus. Hey, by the way, and I know it's totally off topic. How do you think Tom Brady feels about the media just destroying him and his chances of winning this week the, at the first game? They're just killing him. Okay. I just I was just scanning through looking up a few notes. Oh, and all I, the local media. Oh my God, they're killing him. Oh, they all they all like now turned all of a sudden on Tom after he's been Tom terrific for all these years. After they have been as I'm gonna use a, I'm gonna use a pop culture reference that you're not gonna understand, but it's Cardi B and her new song WAP that's taking this nation by storm. After years of having them him touch that dangly thing in the back of all the media's throat. Yeah. They're like, oh no, 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 Tom, he's not that good. Well, Despite the fact that he now has Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Rob know. Gronkowski, Leonard Fournette now do you think, in the running Do you think back. he can, hey, if he pulls it off after this trouncing in the media, good for him. Because I'm, I'm not against I know him. they're playing the Saints, too. I mean, it's not like they're going up against a nobody team that he right. should beat. It's the first of the two Breeze-Brady matchups. Right. So we'll see. But I have a gut feeling he's not going to look bad. Oh, if he looks bad... I don't know how he looks bad. He's got he's got an army of receivers. They've been test. They've been going against COVID rules in Florida, practicing for the past few months. They like they have. They should be. That's right. Even going into the yeah, wrong guy's house. They should be firing <laughs> on all cind- cylinders at this point. Week one, they have been working out that much together. So there, I have no doubt that the Bucks will look good. It's just a matter of if the defense can hold up against the Saints' offense. Yeah. I don't think the Bucks' offense will have any issues whatsoever. It'll be um, it'll be interesting. I think it's just fueling Tom, and he, he just he, he's yeah. not used. He's used to being the hero in the media, and he's, I'm sure he's got to be 
on edge and upset and, and well, it's inspired. Just, it's just how you see how quickly people turn and what yeah. makes good radio and people that you, they all know they're, who's mad up here and all that. Yep. So I do think, though, going back to the Patriots real quick, the spread, I don't think they cover the spread. I think... Bailey, do they I, win? I, I kind of think Dolphins come in to Foxborough without the fans there. It completely changes it. I think if Tua Tagovailoa is healthy and he's starting, he can move. They have good offensive weapons. Their defense is improved. It's a toss-up. I think they could win by a field goal. So we watched what they did in the NBA. We watched what they do in... Um, I don't think you can really do it in the NFL. No, in, can you pipe in excitement and fireworks? Oh, and, I mean, I'm thinking you got to go huge. It's going to be different. Yeah. It's still not the Outdoor guy sitting, standing in the corner with his beer going, Hey, mm-hmm. you wicked suck. <laughs> oh, however you use wicked properly in New England. I don't know how. Maybe you can give me a quick example. Wicked awesome or wicked bad. Oh, okay. Well, I was hoping for like some really oh. intricate cursing there with well, wicked involved. Yeah, I don't know. Gillette's <laughs> kind of not a really bad place mm. to be. Are you sure about that? Well, I've been a few it's times. It's Boston. <laughs> <laughs> if you think it's Boston, it's 45 minutes away from I Boston. I like when they're showing the game and they show Boston Harbor and, and the Constitution. What are you going to show in Foxborough? Like, right? Exactly. Trees. <laughs> exactly. Trees and trailer parks. But, all right, final game we're going to talk about real quick. My beloved Eagles taking on the Washington football team. The Washington football team. The man without a name. Who did have Alex Smith, who basically should have lost a leg two years ago. He made the 53-man roster. He'll be the third quarterback on the team. So he shouldn't, I don't think, be playing anymore. But that's just my personal opinion. Yeah. After seeing all the horrific bit pictures and things of that leg, Ugh. why chance it? Right. I can't imagine it's that strong as it once was. And I don't care about all the rules to protect a, a, a quarterback. You still get one you, hit you, there. You get one hit and you toast. But So the Eagles in that game are favored by six points. So, I mean, still technically they need a touchdown to win. I personally think, despite all the injuries, such as our left tackle being done for the season, our right Pro Bowl guard being done for the season, and a few guys on defense getting hurt all of a sudden, I think the Eagles still win. I think Carson Wentz has a bounce back year. I think he gets back to that MVP conversation level he did when they won the Super Bowl before he got hurt. As long as he can stay upright, as long as he can stay healthy, he has healthy receivers, healthy running back, healthy tight ends, and he hasn't had that the past few seasons all the time if you can have that they do well i agree i agree they win this game and he has to stay top of game healthy yeah so i mean washington also is not a team that scares me they just cut adrian peterson who was taking number one rep for the running back they're going with younger guys didn't take long for adrian peterson to find a new home though he signed with the lions so they need more running backs apparently because they have like five and none of them do really much so it's funny when these guys get released and get He's 35, up. and teams are still interested in him as a running back. Well, if you can perform. I guess the last thing to talk about for football, I will say, it mixes college football and NFL. Frank Gore, who has, I think, been in the NFL since it got initiated in the 60s. He's been around in the league that long. His son just made his freshman debut for college football. Now, if he can somehow hold on for four years and his son get drafted... You could have, I think, probably the first father-son duo in the NFL. 
That's one reason to stay in the game, right? Could you imagine? That would be crazy. I feel like teams would just be like, you know what? Let's let him have three years off. We'll just pick him up for like a game just to make it happen. Make, He'll probably still make run history. for 100 yards because that's what he does. <laughs> I mean, he's one of the top five rushers of all time now. That's crazy. He's just well, been around that long. That, yeah, you get that many yards because you've been playing since well, yeah. that's, Jesus That's was the born. only way it happens, and that doesn't happen for most <laughs> running backs. So it's like, oh my God. And how, to stay that healthy. How is he not turned into dust? <laughs> Like, I just expect a guy to hit him one time. Like, J.J. Watt comes around the corner and just hits him in the backfield, and Frank's gone. <laughs> Spontaneous explosion. Yeah, that's I'm waiting for it. Well, nobody's going to take it easy on a guy. doesn't matter how long you've been then. No, definitely not. And I feel like this year the hits might be harder. I don't know why. I feel like with no fans there, the guys are going to, like, get extra aggressive. Well, still televised. Because they're all you're going to be able to hear what everybody's saying to each other on that field. And you know, most I, of the time you can't. I like that about the sports and I like being able to hear the hockey refs and I like being able to hear what's going on on the court it actually enhances the at home now of course somebody's there with a seven second buzzer uh, because I'm sure there's plenty of it but it's pretty amazing to hear that and it kind of makes you feel like you're at the game I like it I think it's they've been able to do different camera views that they used to not be able to because of the fans being there like the basketball has along the court uh, they follow along with so it has been nice but you, st- you still want that element of fans there because they do make yeah. the game, even if you're at home, completely feel different and more alive and electric. Yeah, you think about 60,000 people going ballistic when you take the field. Or if you really just like the team that the home team is, you get to see how miserable the fans are if they're getting their ass kicked. <laughs> and, you know, the crowd noise does play a part when you're, when you're um, trying to distract the defense. And, and if you've got no crowd noise, I mean, how, how much can you turn up crowd noise on a speaker at, at a stadium? Exactly. Seeing Cowboy fans on Thanksgiving crying because they lost to the Lions just adds a little bit, bit of extra flavor <laughs> to That's the dinner. That's all you care about. That's it all is. you care about. It is. It's one of the few games I really just wish they lose every year. Well, that's that's like us against the Yankees. That's my birthday wish, Everybody Paul. that plays the Yankees yes. should win. My birthday wish is for every year the Cowboys lose at least on Thanksgiving. There you go. I agree. Oh, good. Because I, I have, you know, you have that means enlightened it's come true. me. You have enlightened me as to the type of ownership and what a wonderful man he is <laughs> when you showed me you told me to turn it on uh, turn on the draft and he's in he's his, his yacht billion dollar yacht. yacht and it looks and, like dr evil's lair well, i'm waiting for uh, the shock thing to open up and he pushes the button and somebody <laughs> and one of the players it. he's releasing is just yeah. falls in <laughs> oh i'm sorry you have been cut from the team and life <laughs> 10 million dollars <laughs> well paul i think as I'm thinking about the clock, we've hit our mark. Yep. I'm ready to go get some drinks for my birthday. I think it's time for a, a, a beverage. Or three. Yes. Nobody's yeah. going anywhere. So Nobody's going anywhere. Drink responsibly. <laughs> for the, for those at home or maybe driving to work if you have to do that. That's absolutely. We want to make sure everybody's safe. Reminder for everybody, besides watching us, check out Zingo TV for all the other 12-on sports shows. That's Zingo TV. And use promo code 12-ons, 120Z. Check out all the other good shows that we got on there. We got Mike said it first. We have World Hockey Report. We got the Vegas Squares. We got a bunch Captain Lou. We got a bunch of great shows. Check them all out. Zingo TV. And don't forget to like and subscribe to us. But Paul, let's go get some drinks. Let's go celebrate. Everybody enjoy the rest of the sports. We'll catch up next week. Balls out. <laughs> I found it a lot more like balls out, and I was like, you know what? Let's do it. <laughs> oh God. Well, all right. Paul's out. I'm out. This has been the Sports Dance. Thanks for tuning in. Be safe, be healthy, be kind.
And wear a mask. And wear a mask, and except when you're having an adult beverage. You can take it off for that. Cut a little hole in this Cut a little hole. (laughs) (laughs) Have a good one, everybody. Catch you next week. The Sports Sports Dance. Dance.